Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. I got a good one today, Robbie. It would be weird if Brupolo was in Pantherburn. Oh, yes. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're getting into the communities now. Yeah, we can have some fun with some communities in Mississippi. I think so. I think so. I've been through Pantherburn before. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. But that would be an that would be an outstanding place for a uh, a call. Pantherbrun. Pantherbrun. There we go. All right. Well, wherever you are, just the nostrils <laughs> in a good way. That coffee. That coffee stinges the nostrils a little bit. I got to be honest with you, Robbie. It smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> uh, wherever you are in our great state, if you're looking for, for coffee, if you're looking for Strange Brew Coffee, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get it shipped right to you. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, they got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. You can only find it at College Corner. Because they have the best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're, flo- they're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, this weekend, you want to make a trip over to Humble Taco, cool off with a frozen or a margarita on the rocks, or maybe one of their uh, one of the great selections off the, the craft beer list. Or just, a, you, know, you know what? When I go out to eat and I'm not wanting to drink, they got my favorite thing in the whole world there. They got the glass bottle Cokes. Daddy's always happy when there is a glass bottle Coke available. I will, I will, I will jump out of my seat for one. And I mean, Robbie has got video of me jumping, so it, it can be done. No I do have that video. I still have that video. I know you do. Well, I would also jump for some delicious tacos from Humble Taco. They got the best tacos in town. They got different tacos than you can get anywhere else. When you're tired of the same old, same old, and you want something different, something delicious, you want Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, you want Humble Taco. Make it Firehouse Subs for lunch today. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. And then when you uh, place your order online, not only is it ready quickly, when you pick up your sandwich, you're picking up a lot of reward points as well. Don't forget, if you're looking to tailgate or if you're looking to... uh, to have a big watch party this weekend, Firehouse Subs Party Platter might be the way to go. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. It's Firehouse Subs. It is Friday. means we are into the three Ps for Mississippi State and Bowling Green. I'll be honest, Robbie. I just looked, just looked for the first time at the Bowling Green stats this week. Had not looked at them one time. 
this is a really bad defensive team. Now, I know they played a, an overtime game uh, that's sort of skewing the uh, some 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 of the uh, the numbers here. They played a seven overtime game where they lost fifty nine fifty seven. Yeah, but that was against Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. So you've gone to seven overtimes with Eastern make, Kentucky. Yeah. You went with well, I believe Eastern Kentucky is an FCS team. Uh, got blown out by a bad UCLA team. We saw them nearly lose last week to South Alabama, but then they somehow come back, and I guess they catch Marshall on the downturn of of you know of 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 winning that huge game at Notre Dame, and then they get them last week, also in overtime, uh, 34-31. But look at these stats, Robbie. They're they're incredible. They're giving up forty five points a game, giving up on average five hundred and thirty eight yards of offense a game defensively. Including 346 yards per game in the air, Robbie. Robbie, this has 500 yard potential on it for for Will, for Will Rogers, does it not? Yeah, and there's there's too many people that just have, you know, just this mentality that you know state can't be overlooking Bowling Green and all this stuff. I mean, if you struggle with Bowling Green, you got some major issues. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, and by the way, how would you like to be Marshall? You go to Notre Dame and get a win. You come back and lose to Bowling Green. That's like, that because Marshall is a team that can lose to Bowling Green. Yeah, so they've got to play. They got to be up for that game and be be ready for it. They obviously were not. They were obviously still feeling their oats from the week before. But I mean, like you go from like I mean you 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 get like a huge win to open the season. Then you go to Notre Dame, win that game. I mean, you keep rolling a little bit here. I mean, you can find yourself in the top 25. Instead, right. you turn around and lose to freaking Bowling Green. And and App State almost pulled the same thing against Troy, yeah. who, by the way, Marshall plays this week. So, um, you know. All be, connected. Yes. But, yes, I mean, this is a game that if Mississippi State wants to get to eight wins, nine wins, or whatever, I mean, you should come out in this ball game. You should be pissed off after what you did last Saturday. This should be a statement game for Mississippi State, and right. nobody's going to really care nationally if State beats this team seventy to zero. But for your fan base and for yourselves, you need to come out in this game. And you need to just absolutely slaughter Bowling Green on live television. Well, this it's, should it's, not be a ball game. It's a get-right game. You know, it's yes. it's you, you had a bad loss. Get yourself retuned and everything else. I found the most interesting stat on this on this list, by the way. Do you know what Bowling Green averages per punt? How much? 32 yards per punt. Eh. Yes, I spoke to their special teams coach, Blake McAdams, earlier. He said he, they were just trying to get through it. Just <laughs> trying to work on it. I mean, Blake McAdams had like a 70-yard punt one time, right? One time. One time. But at least, at least he showed it. Yeah. Yeah, let's see here. Uh... Sammy Sir? Is this dude's name? That's Mr. the name? Mr. Sir. Mr. Sir. That's what we call Mr. Sir. 22 punts for 39 yards a punt. It would be better. It would be a lot better. Also, that's opponents. Never mind. Opponents aren't. Oh, that's, that's disappointing. No, no, no. It's still bad, Brian. It's 39 yards a punt. It's still bad, but it's not as bad as 32 yards per punt. I mean, six yards different. He's still under 40 yards. I, mean, I know. It would be Sammy a lot better Sir. if his name was Sir Sammy, by the way. I, that's how I read it, because it's backwards on the um, – it's the yeah. last name first on the stats. Yeah. Mr. Sir has two punts out of 22 inside the 20 and one touchback. Yeah. 
Along with 49, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, how about Mississippi State's punting situation? It's fantastic. I, we were talking about that on, on, on Monday's show that the special teams are so up and down. Like the punting has been great this year. I mean, there's not a single thing that you can be upset about with the, with the punt team because even when the guys have returned it, mm-hmm. the punt coverage has been really good. Yeah. So they, they've got that part figured out. And we don't talk about that much because people don't like to punt. Right. So, I mean, I mean that's, that's just considered bad as it is. But, I mean, George Jopolis, who um, the LSU in-house PA guy called Georgia Polis the other day, 42 yards of punt. Archer Trafford, 49 yards a punt. You think the LSU guys get the weird names right? You, you would think. You yeah. would think. Um, seven punts inside the 20 out of 11. Yeah. They've been good. Both guys have had 50-plus yard punts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like, yeah. I, you cannot – they have three out of 11 punts going 50-plus. And yeah. the times where they needed to, to kick it inside the five, they've done it. So, I, I think you, you should be thrilled about Mississippi State's punting situation right now. They have two really good punters. Now you just need to figure out the kicking situation. Right. So Bowling Green kickoff has fixed itself, but Bowling Green on the year averaging 87 yards rushing. I mean, they're they're averaging fewer yards than Mississippi State. Their leading rusher is Matt McDonald, who averages 25 yards per game rushing uh, the football. He's also their quarterback, uh, who's completing 56 percent of his passes, 10 touchdowns to no interceptions. So that's good. They haven't thrown a pick all year. Uh, has this Bowling Green team in 123 attempts. So, I mean, that's not bad, but they also don't complete a ton of their passes. And they give up – we mentioned the, the yardage earlier. The uh, opponents are completing 71.2% of their passes. I mean, these are all red-light numbers for, for, for Will Rogers in this offense. That Brian, it, th- these stats don't make any sense. They don't. Like, there's got to be something wrong here. Well, part of so, it is they played an extra game with that overtime. Yeah, but here's the thing. They don't have anybody that's rushed for over 100 yards yet in three games, like total. Yeah. Nobody has totaled 100 yards. Right. And then passing, they're averaging 236 a game, yet they've scored in three ball games 36 points a game. What, what's, what's going on here? I guess all the overtimes, they just they scored so much on like you know 20 yards out, and so the, that doesn't really rack up a total yeah. on your yards. But, I mean, I it's guess. just like – what what is going on here? They're averaging eighty seven yards a game on the ground and two thirty two thirty six through the air. And like I said, right, nobody but, has totaled a hundred yards. So seven rushing. overtimes. I mean, there's no total offense in that, right? Hardly at all because you start yeah, twenty twenty five yards or twenty exactly. yards or whatever. I mean, it is. that's that's part of it. And then I mean, I guess they didn't have a whole lot of yardage. I mean, let me see if I can break game by game here. You know, break it down. I mean, against UCLA. Uh, Weird man. Uh, it's it's they're not a good team. It's just that's just the only way you can put it. Against UCLA, they had a total of 162 yards. They only rushed for 37 yards in the entire game. On um, 25 carries. Yes. Um against Eastern Kentucky, which you know, they lost. They only had now this is a seven overtime game. Let's see what they had for uh for yardage. They only had 442 yards of offense in a seven overtime game. They had 118 yards rushing on 37 carries. Oh, my God. And then last but not least, the Marshall game. Um, 
They had they had good yardage in this game. They had 547 yards of oh, sorry, that's Marshall. Never mind. They only had 377 yards of offense. So Marshall outgained them by 170 yards, and they Ugh. couldn't beat them. That would be infuriating. Yeah, in that game, they rushed for 77 yards on 27 carries. So those numbers mm. are correct. I mean, guys, you were talking earlier about fans and. Uh, you know, something gets brought up all the time is the poor old Mississippi State. I won't say the other way. I don't like that. It drives me insane. The whole one. Mid-Tippi-Tay. Literal trigger for me. Just don't. Um, but I think that is, I think it's less about the whole, well, this is just where our lot in life. It, it, I think it translates more into games. I think people still think it's 1983 sometimes, and Mississippi State doesn't have a $110 million athletic budget. And isn't going to smoke these teams when they play them. Because if they don't, they don't smoke them, it's a huge issue. But you get it a lot with USM, right? People are like, oh, no, I'm worried about that USM game. State's going to beat USM 10 times out of 10 now. they ever lose USM, the coach should be fired in the locker room. Well, think about how bad they played in that 2015 game, and they won by two touchdowns or whatever. I mean, 18 points, something like that, yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, the the game is not what it used to be. So, I mean, it's just... Yeah, yeah. So when we look at this game in particular, you know, it looks like, on the surface, Mississippi State should be able to do what it wants offensively. And then defensively, Mississippi State's already a pretty good run defense team. I mean, they should really shut this team down. And like we mentioned earlier, they haven't thrown a pick all year. I feel like that's going to change this week, and Mississippi State will force a turnover or two. Uh, out of, out of Bowling Green. I mean, everything is in place here for this to be a real to life get right game where you score a bunch of points, you don't give up a bunch of points, everything sort of clicks for you, everything goes right because the other team is just not talented enough to stop. Yeah, and listen, we've we've seen evidence of bad teams beating really talented teams in the last few weeks, but I just think it, your expectations for Mississippi State should be to handle a team like this. This is supposed to be a really mature team. Mississippi State shouldn't come out and struggle against Bowling Green. If you believe that Mississippi State is capable of winning eight or nine games, then you should expect to win this and win it handily. If Quite frankly, it would be disappointing if Mississippi State is not playing its starters, I mean, its second team in the third quarter when you come out of the locker room. Right. You you should want you should expect for Mississippi State to get out to a big lead in this first half mm-hmm. and be able to play Sawyer Robertson or whoever in the second half most of the way and still be winning the game pretty handily and not have to worry about it. This should and be a seventeen that, to twenty one point lead in the first quarter. It should right. be. State should be able to score on each on each of its first few possessions. They should be able to go through their script. And on the other side of the ball, while everybody's fresh, nobody should be sco- moving they shouldn't be moving the football. On uh, on you know, Bowling Green. This is uh, I saw some people on, on the message boards referencing the 2013 game. I mean, that was a 10 win Bowling Green team. They uh, they they were coached by the the guy Dave Clawson, who is currently at Wake Forest and winning a bunch of games there. I mean, th- this just not the same. It's not even the same program uh, that it was. That said, uh, that team went what? And Mississippi State's not the same program right now. Right. So under Clawson, they won 10 games, then eight and 14. In 15, they won 10. Then he goes to Wake Forest, right? Since then, 4 and 8, 2 and 10, 3 and 9, 3 and 9, 0 and 5, 4 and 8. And they're just, 
this this game should not be close. If you're a person who's worried about it, you need to stop. You just need to stop. Because I'll go to tell you this: if you're right and you should be worried about it, and this game is close in any way, well, Monday show is going to be a hell of a, a good time for everybody. I think we're gonna, we're going to have some fun. I don't think that's going to be a concern for Mississippi State, though. I think this is a game the Bulldogs are going to win very easily. And that becomes what you sort of brought up there, Robbie. Now we're going to see some of the younger guys, and some of those guys need to to make some plays in this game and flash and show that they can be counted on in the coming weeks when it really matters. Yeah. You know, I, I would like to see in this game, like I said, the the guys that don't normally get to play get a ton of reps. And really, I mean, they should start experimenting or whatever with other guys filtering in and out of that defense to get more reps, too, because that first-team defense is not going to hold up in its current state. It's just not. that You can't expect Jet Johnson and those guys up front to play 50-plus plays a game, 60 plays, whatever the other teams, basically, you know, the entire game. By the end of the ball game, you're absolutely gassed. And I think that's what we've seen, you know, the past couple weeks. And, and you have guys out there that you can filter in and out. And they, they might not be, the, you know, step for step with the starters, but they should be good enough to come in there and, and be able to handle business and be good enough, you know, to, to kind of hold things together. Yeah, they should be. And I, like I said, you know, you think about that, the, the two deep and that second line of guys. Uh, especially defensively, especially like you were saying there, you know, Javon Banks, uh, John Lewis, Ty Cooper, um, Jack Harris. Um, just trying to get to go through the list a, a little bit. The, the, Travion the, Williams. Is Travion Williams would be a good one. Deontay Anderson. All these defensive linemen that we talked about prior to the start of the season, you got to start finding a more of a. It's crazy that we feel like they're rotating too many on offense and they're not rotating enough defensively. It's you like know. where's the middle ground for both of these things? I, I don't I don't know. By but the yeah. way, do, do you feel do you feel any better about Tulu and Rara playing together after Steve Spurrier's comments? Kind of yes and no. And if, if you didn't see those comments, they're available over on twenty four seven. If you want to check them out. But basically, what I, the gist of them I got was, yeah, we can put them both on the field at the same time. But Tulu's still on the outside. They're just moving him over to the Z now. So now ducking's out. So I like them both being on the field at the same time, but I really wish we would that he would just go. I don't think it's going to change. No, it's not. It's not going to change this year. It might change in the offseason. It's not changing this year. Well, I mean, in the offseason, he's going to be going into senior year. So I mean, I, mean, I, I get that, but what is his next position? What's his position at the next level? Like, the probably the slot. He's in the. So why not go ahead and start getting him some 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 reps there? Help the guy out a little bit. I would say. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, next this year, week they, is the start of getting the ball in his hands a little bit more. Next year, Calvin gone, Austin Williams gone, Wally's probably gone. I had Where's to, he going? Somewhere else. Unless things turn around from here. I mean, he's not going to stay. I mean, I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm, I'm. This is just speculation. But, I mean, in my mind's eye, I'm thinking this is a guy who's caught 100-plus passes his first two years, and now he seems to have fallen out of favor. That's the classic recipe for a transfer. Um, so I mean, next year there's there's spots available in the slot is what I'm getting at. So you know, he and Rufus next year that'd be a great combination. I think out inside or on the inside positions with Ra Ra and Ducking on the outside, and then you know the Ducking won't be here next year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 
Well, maybe Harmon then next year on the outside, or maybe Justin Robinson. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. All right. Let's move on into the second half of the show. Let's do our playmakers and our predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. I got to head to the grocery store later today. We're buying a bunch of, buying some ribeyes for the uh, the Philly cheesesteaks that my daughter Emily requested. I'm really looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. I like Philly cheesesteaks. I like making, and I like a handmade one even better. So, you know. Are you get, are they getting uh, sliced up at the? Yeah, yeah, we'll slice them. Over there. Yeah. You're slicing them up? I'll slice them, yeah. Do it like with what? Just like a, with a mm-hmm. knife or? Yeah. You just put them, in the, you, gotta... you put them in the freezer for a little bit, just for like an hour, let them firm up a touch, and, and they, they, they'll slice real easy if you've got a good sharp knife. Okay. You can get them sliced really thin. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy, it's easy money. And so if you're looking for great recipes like that one or any other for this weekend, go to msbeef.org. they got plenty of them there and plenty of information about our great beef providers here in the Magnolia State. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats will be buzzing all weekend long. Friday night, that place should be a great place to go hang out, grab a meal. And then Saturday after the game especially, you want to come in there, get some food, watch some college football. It's a great place to do it. The best place to do it, in my opinion. Right there in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to go for smoked Southern soul food. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. Who really delivers it? Who can you trust? I think you can trust a business that's been in, had their doors open for 47 years. That's Advantage Business Systems. When you need technology for your business, when you need copiers, printers, uh, laptops, computers, whatever it is, you give them a call. And when something goes wrong, you're not dealing with out-of-state contractors. You're not dealing with uh, you know, overseas call centers. You're talking to somebody here in this state taking care of you just like the neighbor that you are. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Tired of the three-stripe life? Make the switch over to the Rogue and their collegiate collection. Guys, I've seen these polos and these quarter zips. They are fantastic. Great quality products that are going to last, and they've got the logos that you guys have been asking for. No more Banner M. We're talking about the M over S, the Script State, the Walking Bully, and a few other cool designs as well. And if you're listening right now and you're not a State fan, you're an Ole Miss fan, a USM fan, they've got you guys covered as well. And if you're a Saints fan, they've got some great Saints polos as well. It's a great selection with a lot of cool, cool items. Getting close to the holiday season, be a great gift for Dad to get him a great collegiate polo from The Rogue. Go to therogue.com, shop at The Rogue in Jackson. Check them out on Instagram, The Rogue JXN. The Rogue says no more three-stripe life. Check out their collegiate collection. Collegiate right, collection. That's right. All right, Robbie. Time to do a uh, a playmaker here. Who you got offensively for the? Are you going to go with a starter? Or are you going to look to see maybe who plays a little later in the game and can put up some numbers? Yeah, that's so tricky. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to go with Tulu. We've been we have been pushing this into existence like all week. We're trying, man. We're, we're starting. We're starting a movement here. I'm going to call this this movement hashtag feed Tulu. That is going to be the movement. We are going to wheel the ball into Tulu's hands. Okay. Like eight catches. I mean, eight catches, 112 yards, couple of touchdowns for Tulu Griffin. Okay. It's going to happen this week. 
So for me, here's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, this is this is my my logic on this. Are you ready? I feel like State will have a big lead, and they'll try to keep it pretty simple in the second half, and that's going to let Simeon Price roll up a lot of numbers. I could, I could see, see him. I could see him with maybe 50, 60 yards rushing, 50, 60 yards receiving, and a, and a touchdown or two. So you know what? Why not make him the offensive player of the game? I think late in the game, that's the guy. Will we see Katravian Hargrove this week? I know he's played, but he hasn't gotten a carry or anything like that. Interested to see if he if he gets some action as well. But Price is. I thought Price has looked okay when they've given him the ball. He's a good yeah. player with the ball in his hand. So let's see a little bit more of him. Simeon Price offensively. What about you for defense? Defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with um, Emmanuel Forbes. Okay. This guy is not throwing an interception, I don't think, all year. Has not, no. I think State State puts some pressure on him. He makes some mistakes in this game. I think Emmanuel Forbes gets himself another interception, grabs eight or nine tackles, something mm-hmm. like that. I'm on the same page as you for this, but I'm going to go with a different guy. I, I feel like when you pressure a quarterback and they throw it up for grabs, a lot of times that just ends up in the middle of the field and the safety is going to grab that. So give me Jalen Green. So I think Green's played really good football. The first he has. I think he's been good. I think Jackie Matthews has been good. I think Green, his second year now at safety, is a lot more comfortable back there. I think he's figuring things out. He looks like he looks like he can be an NFL player the way he's playing right now. He needs to keep that up. But I could see him easily picking off a an errant pass or maybe even two uh, in this game and 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 pick, maybe even taking one back. I just I just feel like it's going to be a big day for MSU secondary against this Bowling Green team, which I just don't think is going to be able to block State's defensive line. What about the X factor? Who make? I mean, not, we normally say a play to help win the game, but should be a lot of those in this game. Who, who are you taking? Take Tulu again. I dare you, you coward. No, I'm going to go with Xavion Thomas. Okay, that's I think a good pick. We, we talked about their their punting situation doesn't seem to be very good. He's going to get a low punt or something. Um, have some pretty good uh, field to run it. I think he breaks one this week. He was so he could have taken two back to the house against LSU. Uh, I think this. I think this week he gets better and better at seeing the field, seeing who's about to come get him. I think he breaks one this week at punt, punt return, and, and possibly a big play as a receiver if State can get a lead in this. I don't know if you saw the uh, the picture. I, I think T. Bob Abear tweeted it out of the offensive lineman and what was going to happen if he missed that tackle. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how Xavion didn't get around him. If he had just cut back inside, I think he gets around him. He stumbled. He, he stumbled, stumbled a little bit. If it, that should have been cuts, a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, if he cuts right there and cuts inside, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. But Kid's a playmaker. He's going to be really good. I think he just I think got I agree with you. Again, though, that's another guy, though. I feel like he's playing out of position. He's a Z. Yeah. I feel like he needs to be in the in the H or the Y. So, kind of is what it is there. Um, I'm, I'm tempted to, 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 to mirror you on this one. I think I will. I think I'm, I'll, I'll go with Zamion Thomas as well because I agree with you. That they're, this is a they're going to punt a lot. They're going to punt seven, eight times in this game. He's going to have a lot of opportunities, and I think he could he could break a long one very easily. So yeah, I'll go with you on that one. I'll take guys on Thomas. Prediction time. Ooh, Bulldogs cover Robbie. This is tricky. the The spread is what thirty two. Oh goodness gracious! I, the last one that I saw was thirty and a half. Um, let's pull up what the fr- my friends in the desert have to say here. Thirty and a half is what Bovada has. Okay. Um, gosh, it's just so tricky when you start getting that high. Mm-hmm. It is. But I think state covers. I'm, I'm going to say 
I'm going to say 48 to 13. That's All right. that's 35 points. Okay. That's, that's covering the spread. I think it, I think it happens. That's so yeah, tough, the, uh, the, uh, the guys are uh, Bill Connolly over at, uh, S and P, uh, has, he has MSU covering this game. I uh, had, I think 45, 13. I'm around that. I have 42, 10 is my final for Mississippi state to win this one. So I have them covering as well. That would be an overplay. The over under on this is 50 and a half. Uh, so if you're looking to play the over, both Robbie and I would tell you that that's probably, a, I'm sorry, no, it's 52. So I'm right on the money, but Robbie would be over. I'm a little over. Yeah. So these, these big scores can be tricky sometimes. I think it'll go over. I mean, I know I've got it 42, 10, but I'm not going to be surprised at all. If it's 45, 10, it needs, it needs to be so, state needs to come out and dominate this game. Just dominate the game. You, you got everybody, make people. get everybody back in, back in line. And then you got the two biggest games of the season coming up, uh, back to back. All right, Robbie and I will be back with you uh, to talk about this this game and starting up what is going to be a huge stretch run now for Mississippi State. These these next three games for the Bulldogs after this one are, what gonna, are what's going to define the season. So we got a lot to talk about on our Monday show. Be back with that, plus a big week of MSU sports to talk about on top of all that. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. The acclaimed, top of the chain, so I bet you know the name. Getting all the fans entertained. The acclaimed, running in the game, and we in our own lane. Everybody saying that they want to be acclaimed. Talk Mississippi Media Production.